0: Hey, everybody, Anna here, and I am here with Liz, as always. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> so we have some great things for you in this podcast. So a couple of things I just want to let you know about ahead of time. Um, if you are signed up for our newsletter, which if you're not, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> we have... So many exciting new resources to roll out to you on Sunday. So if you're listening yes. to this in relatively um, real time, then you can keep your eye out for that. And if you're not signed up, you can sign up through the show notes for this podcast episode. We'll put a link in. Um, oh. But here are a couple hints. We made a quiz. <laughs> I love quiz Last
1: back to high school, taking quizzes in Seventeen magazines.
0: That's right. I mean, <laughs> who doesn't really love a quiz? And then also a 2019 retreat.
1: So exciting!
0: Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be pretty small. We have space for 20 people, yep. um, and we will be kind of giving you a little bit of info on that on Sunday, and then all the info in a couple weeks.
1: Ah, so excited!
0: Yeah. Okay, so now let's get into what we have for the rest of the podcast.
1: Awesome. So we are going to, as always, hit our highlights and lowlights for the week. So my highlight is that I, and I always feel this way, but I'm always kind of reminded in certain seasons of life that... I feel really rich in people <laughs> mm. and so I feel like I'm surrounded by people who, um, I mean, I always say like get in where you fit in, who are really good about um, about doing that and kind of figuring out their role in things and um, this time of year I am collecting food for families in our neighborhood and it's fun to see how different friends who are in different seasons of life participate in that. So I have a friend who texted me the other day and she was like, she's paying off student loans in a big way right now. So she was like, Mm -hmm. I'm broke. I have no money, but um, I want to, I can help you deliver the bags of food to school before Thanksgiving next week. Or I have another friend who has a pretty big online platform. And so she'll, you know, share. she'll use that platform to share those posts and then other friends will you know, buy food or give money. And so it's just nice to see kind of the puzzle come together Mm -hmm. um, when everyone participates in a way that makes the most sense for them.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's so important to remember because sometimes it feels like I don't have much to contribute or how is what I'm doing even helping? Yeah. But then when you think about it from that get in where you fit in perspective, it's like we actually need all these different ways that people are participating.
1: all valuable and it all comes together you know in the bigger picture so I'm super thankful for that and that's definitely my highlight of this week and then my low light (laughs) this week is dumb but I need to (laughs) I need to get new tires for my car oh adulting yes it is one of those things that like for safety purposes it's like really important right but like I can't I'm (laughs) like do I really need to do this? (laughs) Right. Yeah, we just had to do that
0: recently, too. It's such a pain.
1: It's the worst. I'm like, do you know how many pairs of shoes I could buy with that money? You know what I mean? You you go through all of these things. And so, you know, listen, my low could be much lower. But that is my low for the week is that I know I need to go buy new tires. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: Yeah, nobody tells you all the uh, unwanted (laughs) expenses that come with adulthood. (laughs) Yeah
1: it's too late right like kids you know what we're walking everywhere that's right it's fine what about you um
0: my high is that my best friend had a baby and i have a new goddaughter, which is so exciting cute yeah she's adorable um so i'm hoping to facetime with her very soon (laughs) she's had a lot of uh people around and visiting and everything lately so I love it. Yeah. We're ex- very excited about that.
1: I was um, just about to ask you if, if this is, if it was going, if you thought it, that her being around was going to give you baby fever. But <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> That's but, hilarious. But it's funny.
0: I am excited for the babies to meet in the future. <laughs> yes.
1: Oh, I love it.
0: Um, my low is that we in Portland yesterday got some of the smoke from the California fires Oh, and crazy. the low is not, of course, getting the smoke here, which is like not a big deal. Yeah. Um, but just being, having that physical reminder of all of that yeah.
1: devastation
0: yeah. that's going on. It's really horrible. It's,
1: it's easy to kind of be <clears throat> disconnected from things like that when they happen, when you don't, when you can't see right. the side effects or you don't know someone that's involved or it feels so far away, but so to have a like tangible thing that you can see with your eyes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Right. Yeah. Cause I've been following the news of course and, you know, feeling like, Oh my gosh, this is so terrible for so many people. And then having it just like literally right here. um, Yeah. Yeah. just brings it home in an even more potent way. So if, yeah anybody listening has been affected by that or people you love are, we are definitely thinking about you and sending lots of love.
1: All right. So corner of the curve. I'm so excited (laughs) for you to get to listen to our conversation with Natalie Dunbar. She is a curvy yoga teacher in California. And if I could, I was before we got on here I was like what's one word that I when I think of Natalie that immediately pops in my word in my head and that word is vibrant. Mm, so she's perfect. super vibrant. Yeah isn't that a, it's a good word for her yeah. right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. She's super vibrant, you know, she her energy is just it's vibrant. I don't know how else to explain it. So she's great. We are going to talk to her about fashion and dance and yoga and uh we're going to talk also with her about social media and her beliefs that social media can be positive if you choose to kind of follow people who reflect who you are as a person and how that can be used to kind of affirm you which you've probably heard me say similar things so um i can really get behind that and i'm so excited for you to hear our conversation with her yeah oh yes and side note um <clears throat> I was maybe getting my hair colored the morning (laughs) that we recorded with her. And sometimes when you have really dark hair, it can take hours to be blonde. (laughs) And it had gone over. I was supposed to be home already. I ended up sitting in the car recording and it was pouring rain. So you might hear a little bit of rain, but it's still very hearable.
0: Yeah. And I just listen back, and it's really not that big of a deal. But if you hear it and you're like, what is that noise? What is that? It's
1: rain hitting the top of my jeans. (laughs) This is a real life podcast, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing fancy here, folks. Keep it moving. (laughs) All right. So here we go.
0: Okay. Hi, everybody. Liz and I are here with Natalie Dunbar, one of our favorites from yoga teacher training. We're going to have a conversation with her. So Liz, do you want to say hi real quick before we get going?
1: Hey, everybody. Hope that you're well.
0: (laughs) Okay. So Natalie is based in Pasadena, California. Like I mentioned, she was a member of our fall 2014 yoga teacher training group, which I cannot believe was four years ago when you got started. Time really flies. Um, one of my favorite memories of Natalie is, Natalie, do you remember one day we wore matching leggings to class? <laughs> I think I can remember that. We're legging twins. Yes, I love it. it was the best. <laughs> so Natalie is all about creating body positive, all-inclusive yoga experiences, including for those who have experienced trauma. And she also loves dancing Brazilian samba and fajo. Okay, Natalie, hi, welcome. Hi, thank you for
2: having me. I'm so excited.
0: Yeah, so we want to dig in with you on your real life yoga and body acceptance practices because I'm sure you've experienced this with your teaching over the years, but I think there's so often an idea about what those things should look like. And I think a lot of times we feel like we're not measuring up. And so the conversations that Liz and I are really interested in having are, what does it actually look like in real life? Because I feel like I know approximately zero people <laughs> who, who have a yoga and or body acceptance practice that are the way we sort of get the idea that we think it should be. So I thought we could start off and I would love to ask you, what did the idea of yoga practice mean to you when you first started yoga? And what does it mean to you now?
2: Oh, wow. Um, Great question. You know, when I first started um, practicing yoga regularly, um, I thought I had to work up to it. I thought Mm. I need to be able to, you know, bend my leg behind my ear, (laughs) stand on my head, and You know, all those kinds of things. And I just thought, you know, I'm not really doing yoga, but I'm stretching to kind of prepare to do yoga, if that makes any sense. Yeah, Um, like
0: it was something in the distance.
2: Exactly. It was kind of like um, when I was an active marathoner, I thought when I did a half marathon that it wasn't really a marathon.
0: Mm. (laughs) If I ran a marathon, I would be like... Please give me my Nobel Peace Prize now.
2: <laughs> and so it's like, no, you know, somebody had to tell me, what is it, the USATF, whatever, the track and field board or whatever it is. You know, that 13.1 a half marathon is a recognized distance. Like it's mm. official. So, So as soon as somebody stamped that official mm. on it. Then I felt like, oh, I'm a marathoner. Uh, Same with yoga. I just felt like in the beginning it was something that I really had to work hard at. What I ended up finding out and what is so beautiful about my practice, and I think just the, the practice of yoga in general, I actually wrote about this a while ago. It's something that I don't have to um improve at in the way that we think about, you know, being faster or more this or less of that, it just requires me to show up on my mat, like literally just sometimes sit on the mat and just show up. Mm. And I'm like, how can this be yoga? But as I would read more, and of course, as I took my training with you um, and Liz, I started to understand this is yoga, this being in the moment, this, Whatever it is, however my body shows up for me on that day, that is my yoga, and it's 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 nice not to feel like I, it's something I have to master.
0: Yeah, it's like you shifted from a kind of future orientation, like maybe someday down the road, what I'm doing will be counting as yoga, to what's happening right now is yoga. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's beautiful.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's, I love, I love that. I love it. So what has surprised you most about working with your own body acceptance and just that process for you? Uh,
2: Um, so as I said, I'm a recovering marathoner (laughs) Um, and I mean, I went from, Hey, I'm going to run a race and raise money, you know, for charity to, Oh, I'm a marathon coach now. When did that happen? Oh, wow. Uh, Wow. Yeah. That's I was, amazing. You know, over 11 years or so. And I'm still involved more in, on an administrative coaching level now. But that's how my body was showing up for me then. But then things started to kind of hurt a little bit.
1: Hmm.
2: And and somebody suggested yoga. Um, and then uh, I was diagnosed with a lung disorder somewhere along the way. And it, it, it it just so happened that my lung doctor was like, oh, you do yoga. That's great. Mm. breathe better. Um, so I, I might have gotten a little sidetracked from, from the question that you asked. No, that's okay. My, my body just started to respond to all of the things that I put it through physically, which is a lot, you know, the yeah, dancing, yeah. the running, the walking, um, all of it. And my body... Just lets me know, you know, you haven't sat on your mat in a while and maybe you
1: need to, to go get quiet for a minute and do that. Yeah. So just that, just, you know, I don't know. I think that this is true for a lot of people, but part of body acceptance is learning to listen to your body. Yes. Um, And just becoming aware of what your body is telling you that it needs. That's so great. Absolutely.
2: Um, And that, that really is the essence. You know, I was saying that phrase as a marathoner, I would hear it all the time, listen to your body, listen to your body. Yeah. And I started repeating it, but it wasn't until I really started to embody that thought mm. and understand what does that actually look like for me.
1: Yeah. That
2: I was really in tune.
1: Yeah, that's so good.
0: Well, and it kind of brings me to what you just said about what does it look like for you. I would love to hear about what your real life yoga and or body acceptance looks like these days, you know, just on, on any given day, a regular day, when you have work, when you have the weekend, whatever, how do you bring that in? What does it look like? Um, <laughs> totally honest.
2: Um, yes, and, that's
0: what we want. <laughs>
2: I'm telling you, it's, so I teach, uh, I work full time from home mm-hmm. and I teach in my home. I teach one-on-one uh, uh, privates, um, part-time on nights and weekends, not all nights and not, not every day of the weekend. i try to give myself a little time off. Mm-hmm, that's um, <laughs> I have to be really purposeful about having even like my little travel mat rolled out in my room yeah, before yeah. I go to bed to actually make sure that I get a practice in. Otherwise I'm doing as I'm demonstrating yoga with, with my students, that's kind of when I'm doing my yoga. Uh-huh. Yeah. But then there's this, I mean, I've been dancing probably longer than I can remember, probably since I was, I always say since I was two, I probably was three or four, but still, that wow. was many decades ago. And <laughs> um, I let that go for a while because I did not, It wasn't even that I didn't feel good in my body. I didn't feel my body. I was numb for so many reasons. Um, When I started, I, I keep going back to the marathoning thing because that was kind of a turning point. That's when I started to feel again. Like It was a pain that was... A soreness, but it was a good pain. It wasn't like a no pain, no gain kind of thing, but it's like you, you, you get what you put in when you train for a marathon. Mm-hmm. So if you put in the training and you, and that includes rest days, then you're going to get from that what you, you know, what you put into it. Um, I remember where I was, uh, on a trail here in Pasadena and I was kind of plodding along and all of a sudden it was like sensation came back. And it wasn't bad. It wasn't a a pain that I was afraid to feel. Um, Yoga helped me bridge the rest of that gap kind of back to myself. Yeah. That That totally makes sense. Why there's a, I use a bridge photo on my cards and my website because that really is a journey back. It has been a journey back to myself. Um, the other way that body positivity, if you go on my Instagram, it's it's fashion for some reason. Yeah. I have no idea how that happened. But I, I just, get it. <laughs> and then dancing and those things yeah. all come together. And I found this beautiful community of people um, through curvy yoga, through like uh, going on yoga retreats that were body positive and one of the one of the ladies there was a fashion designer and she came to a event here in LA and then I figured out one of her friends had this boutique and now next week I'm going to be um live doing one of uh being a co-host for one of their live sales. Oh, I love um, it. That's awesome. Fun. It's showing up and just yeah. I just told someone not long ago I'm doing all the things in this body. Hmm. That I used to say, oh, well, when I lose this many pounds, then maybe I'll uh, fill in the blank.
1: That's, so, that's good.
2: so good, and I'm having so much fun. Yeah, and just enjoying it all. Um, it, it's it's a it's been amazing, and yoga has been the the like I said, it's been the bridge back to myself. I hope that answers the question. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
1: It totally does. So you know, we talk about, and I think in the yoga community, you hear the phrase like living your yoga or, you know, yoga off the mat. Um, and I think when you first come to yoga, a lot of times those, um, those things can seem very abstract. Like, what does that look like? So how would you describe, and I feel like you've already touched on it a little bit, but how would you describe what yoga off the mat looks like for you? Um,
2: First and foremost, extending kindness to myself, um, because I can't truly be kind. And I don't mean in that kind of like sing-songy, like I'm going to be nice to everybody sort of way. Just, right, you know, I think of times when, you know, maybe someone stepped in front of me and lied at a grocery store or, you know, things that would normally irk me. Um, and maybe make me even, you know, speak up, let's not talk about driving in LA, Um, (laughs) but even that just understanding, just taking a moment, literally taking a moment to take a breath or two, like a deliberate, okay, I'm going to breathe, not the autonomic way that we breathe to survive, but stopping and breathing and going, this is whatever is going on with that individual. It's not about me. There's no way it could be about me because they don't know me. I just encountered them. So I don't know what they're going through. Um, That's one way. Another way is enjoying silence. I usually have noise around me all the time. It's usually music, so that's not a thing. But um, there are times when just sitting, even if I'm not on my mat, just sitting peacefully in silence. Um, and just, you know, I learned this question and I, I, I put it out there a lot in my social media. Um, and I think you you said this in one of our very first training sessions, asking, what do I need in this moment? Mm. That is my go to. I share that with everybody that will listen. Ask yourself, what do you need in this moment? I do it in meetings. I don't say it out loud. <laughs> I ask Other people sometimes I actually will in a meeting, if it's getting heated, and people are talking over each other, each other, I will actually lower my voice, because a lot of my meetings are through Skype on my work computer. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, excuse me, I'd like to ask a question. What do you need in this moment? Mm -hmm. And it totally diffuses everything. Of course, Mm -hmm. everybody knows that I'm a yoga teacher part time. (laughs) I guess they would expect nothing less. But you know, it, it does bring a sense of being in the moment and being aware, and and I think if I would say one more thing, that kind of encompasses – I can't talk. That inclu- that's, that's inclusive of everything, being in the moment, whereas I may have um, – I, I saw a meme and said something like, you know, my mind is like my computer. I have 15 tabs open, and I don't know which one is playing the music or whatever. <laughs> that's usually my MO, but I try to just be present. Like really be in a moment, whatever that moment is. So that might mean closing my laptop and or sometimes both of them are open <laughs> and just focusing on the one thing that's in front of me, which is what I'm doing right now. I'm talking to my computer and looking at your pictures and I'm very happy. <laughs> it's
0: very present. Yeah, I think you really captured how as we are in the practice of yoga over time, it does get woven into our lives in these ways where you can do something like bring it into a meeting, which sounds like it really does shift the energy of what's happening. And I'm wondering how you think about challenges in your yoga practice these days. So you kind of started off the conversation talking about how you felt like at the beginning of when you were starting practicing yoga, you know, maybe someday I'll get to this particular pose, um, but I'm not there yet. And that sounds like one way to kind of think about challenges in yoga, pose wise, but I'm wondering how you think about challenges in your practice these days, if you even think about
2: challenges. I, you know, it's really interesting, just, it's like anything else. When you think you get to the point point you think, all right, I've got this. I know what my comfort zone is. I'm staying in my lane. It's all good. Literally yesterday, I think I mentioned before we kind of started our um, official talk that I had taken a, a curvy yoga class um, uh, with Thea here in Southern California and um, we were going around and it was outside in a park and it was beautiful hmm. and we were going around and everybody was introducing uh, themselves and she, and, and, Thea would add something that she knew about each individual. And she mentioned that I was a yoga teacher. And for some reason, that little shame gremlin came up and said, I'm just in student mode today, so I won't be standing on my head. Uh, ah, yeah. And I was like, where did that come from? And so I still don't do head or handstands. Yeah. I don't yeah. teach them. I probably could teach them, but I won't because Mm -hmm. I don't do them. I am at a place where I want to challenge myself more. But one of the reasons is in the space where I teach, I don't feel comfortable like fully exploring um, those types of of asanas. Mm -hmm. So I don't. Um, I also want to uh, have an opportunity to maybe work locally with a teacher who can help me get there. Like, I could teach myself, but maybe I don't want to. Right. Maybe I want to, you know, work with someone else to make sure I'm safe, for one. And then, you know, my, my goal was to be able to offer a safe place for people to practice yoga, whether it's because of um, not feeling comfortable in a regular studio, like, which, which, was, which was my story, um, it's shape, size, and ability, as it says on all my, you know, social media and everything. Um, but I have had people who have for one reason or another signed up to, um, have a private session with me. And honestly, I would sit there and wonder in the beginning, why are you practicing with me? Cause you, you know, I would see pictures of them and they're standing on their heads and <laughs> doing the things that I don't do. And then I would feel like I needed to explain, this is not something that I do. And then and then one person said, I taught myself, but I don't know if I'm doing it the right way for my body. And I also don't know how to breathe.
0: Uh, yeah.
2: And I'm like, oh, my gosh, there there is something that I could bring to everyone from from where I practice yes. and from where I teach, if that makes sense. So it's it's there are still those moments like yesterday where. I'll feel a little bit less than because maybe I don't do what other teachers do. But on the other hand, um, I think the people who find me um, and who have stayed with me are really um, very, very comfortable with what I do bring. Yeah. Um, really just to provide a conduit for them to get back to themselves. Oh, my gosh. That's, that's I really mean- it.
0: I'm not going to do this because I feel like it'll be too loud on the recording, but just imagine me like applauding wildly (laughs) because I think that's so true. You know, you have something to teach from your truth, from your experience, what your practice is. And when you are sharing that with your students, that's really what they are looking for. They could find other people to teach them a pose, but it's not as easy to find someone to teach you your breath or to feel comfortable in your body. And yeah, I just love that so much.
1: Thanks. So what advice would you have for people who either don't know how to get started or feel stuck either with their yoga practice or with body acceptance?
2: Ooh. um, Well, I'll tell you, even after our year of training um, together in what was one of the safest, most wonderful spaces that you both created for us, um, you know, with all the parameters around, you know, how we spoke to each other, what we talked about, the, you know, the diet-free zone, all that good stuff. I still came back to – I'm in L.A. <laughs> Starbucks and a yoga studio on every corner. Right. Right. Um, I picked out the places where I thought I would, um, be able to teach and still got the up and down. Oh, you're a yoga teacher. Mm -hmm. I am. Yes. And, um, that's how I ended up creating a space in my home. Um, I, it's great that, that when people come, they feel so welcome and safe and it's great. Um, but what I did was, uh, you know, in, in terms of, of my practices and teaching, I just, like I said, I created the space here, not only to make it a safe space for other people, but for myself. Right. Um, in terms of body positivity, um, I started following people who look like me on, Mm -hmm. on social media. Yeah, that's good. Um, It changed everything. And, you know, curves come in all shapes and sizes too. Right. So, you know, even in the body positive, uh, community, I'm sure you both know there's the, there's everything from, Oh my God, so-and-so had, you know, the, whatever the, the stomach surgery is. And, how can you say your body positive? Well, you, what you do with your body is your own business, right? It's not my business, um, I, and, and it's not my business what what other people uh, what other people's opinions are about me. It really, I think, I think Diane Bondi said that. I probably borrowed it from her, but I, I don't worry about as much what people say. Um, I have a group of friends of all shapes and sizes and abilities who are my. Uh, squad so to speak Mm. and some of them take yoga with me some of them don't do yoga at all or whatever but we all support each other in everything that we do um you know but really just because social media is so ubiquitous even if you're not trying to look it's there so my instagram feed looks like me my facebook feed looks like me. I mean in other words I'm reflecting it reflects who I am. It's reflecting me back to me if that makes sense. Yeah. You and would. then I go ahead. Yeah, I'm go not ahead. trying to measure up to some standard of acceptance or beauty or whatever you want to call it that someone else dictates. And now I'm getting kind of defiant about it. So <laughs> I'm, I'm also old enough where I just don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I just do what I want to do. So, you know, But it's so freeing. I cannot tell you. And it's such a good, perfect time to be offering what we offer um, for people to come to themselves, first and foremost, on the inside and practice that self-care and kindness. And then whatever that looks like on the outside for you, go for it. That's what I said.
0: Well, you're just offering so many tools with everything you've talked about with yoga and body acceptance and marathon and dance. But also I love what you're saying right now about just reminding people, you have a choice about what you're following on social media. And if it's not making you feel good, if it's making you feel like you're not measuring up or whatever that you, there are different options out there. I think that's, you know, there's so many times that I feel like there's conversations like, Oh, social media can be such a terrible thing in some ways, but mm-hmm. I love the opportunity that's there to find people you wouldn't have been able to find even a few years ago, and create that space for yourself.
2: You know, and the trolls and the I'm I'm gonna say it honestly. The there are people who m- make a practice of kind of fetishizing about curvy people. Mm-hmm. And you can post something where you're clothed from head to toe and some troll will come on and have something to say about it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, especially like on, you know, some of the platforms, you can't privatize yourself if you're kind of like a business. Right. Right. Um, But, you know, I think it's been said many times before. I'm going to say it now, but don't read the comments or if you do be very selective in how you engage and what you internalize Um, and walk away if you need to. Um, I will post something and walk away because I don't need to have the instant gratification of, you know, did this person or that person say something or, you know, is there some kind of negative comment? Um, And I just, you know, I try to, I try not to, uh, you know, dwell on, you know people who are going to be negative. I haven't really encountered it um personally but people that I follow, you know, some of the people that are out there that are that are a bit more <laughs> a lot more uh quote unquote Instagram famous than I am. <laughs> um I see the the nasty comments and I have sat here and cried because people just can be so awful. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, there's always going to be someone that's got to have something to say. So
0: Right. Right. Well, and people should definitely add you to their social media. We will link all
2: of that
1: up. <laughs> yes, for sure. Thank
2: you.
0: Is there anything else you'd like to share before we sign off here?
2: Um, I just really think that um, whether you practice yoga for, you know, the physical, um, whether you Or more into a mindfulness practice. I think in the times that we're living in right now, I think it's so important. You know, we we hear about I think uh, especially in corporate America, all of a sudden mindfulness is like a buzzword. Right. And and even the phrase holding space. I hear myself saying it a lot, but now I'm starting to hear it in places that are not yoga studios. I'm like seriously, (laughs) (laughs) but. I do think that it's very important to literally stop unplug, check in and figure out what you need in the moment that you're in and really connect with that. Um, there's so much noise, whether it's visual, whether it's, you know, your phones and turn off those notifications and just take five minutes Close your eyes, you know, put your feet on the ground if you're sitting in the chair and get grounded and just take that moment. Maybe you don't have a practice that has you laid out on a mat, you know, for 45 minutes to an hour. Maybe all you have is five minutes. Maybe it's while you're sitting in traffic, but take those moments because everything is just so instant. Just everybody's popping off, you know, in in the moment reacting to something and taking that time not to react and really just getting centered. I think it's the best gift that you can give yourself, whether you're a teacher or not. Um, I just think we, our society needs
1: that.
0: Yeah. I can't think of a better way to close out than that. Thank you so much.
1: You're welcome. So good. So,
0: so everybody so will have all the links so you can connect with Natalie, including if you're in the LA area. And thank you so much for talking with us, Natalie.
1: Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. You, you too.
2: too.
0: Okay, so we hope that you love that conversation with Natalie as much as we did. And we're going to move now into our Kirby collab, Kirby collaboration segment, and I am going to share a resource with you this week. So what I would love to share with you is a podcast, Soulful Self-Care Sessions. And this, I mean, number one, that name is great. Amazing. (laughs) And this podcast is hosted by my dear friend, Pleasant Salicki. She's based in DC. Mm -hmm. She had a family yoga studio there for a long time called Lil Om. And her work has just continued to grow and evolve. And all everything she shares is very practical things you can implement in your everyday life in very simple ways, which I deeply appreciate. Yeah. Um, She shares some solo episodes, kind of things that are going on with her lessons she's learning. She also has a ton of interesting guests on. Um, So we will link to that. If what you need in your life is a little bit of soulful self care,
1: because really
0: who does not need that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's good. All right, so next we are going to share our gratitude for the week, and I'm going to start by uh, referencing my love for the week and saying that I am grateful for our vehicle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Even though it needs new tires, it is a super, just, it's a blessing in the sense that it is used to transport kids, who are not just mine, (laughs) Mm -hmm. to school and to games and, um We've definitely had seasons of life where we've had vehicles where like the air didn't work or the heat didn't work. And so every time I get in the car and it's either really hot or really cold and it works, I'm like, oh my gosh, like how amazing. Is that? Yeah. <laughs> but it's a, it's a vehicle that's used for like so many great things. And so I am thankful for it, even though it needs new tires. That's right. <laughs> that just tells
0: you you've been using it really well.
1: It's so true. What about you?
0: Okay, so we're going to be off next week for U.S. Thanksgiving. So I was thinking about, oh, what do I like about this holiday? And it's really the gratitude focus. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Something I personally like to do is take time to send my closest peeps a list of things that I'm grateful for about them. I just think it's nice to remind people of that. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoy doing it because I'm like, Oh my gosh, this person's so amazing. How do I get to have this person in my life? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I thought I would do the same thing with all of you here listening. Yeah. Um, because there are just so many things to be grateful for about each of you. So I'm going to run through my list. I love it. Um, number one, your commitment to your practice and to your growth, whatever that looks like for you. I feel like. When curve yoga got started in 2010, there was just no way to know what it was going to become. And mostly what it has become is the result of each of you and the way that you're bringing this into your lives. So thank yeah. you for that. I'm so grateful. Okay. Um, number two, the grace and kindness that you show yourself and each other. Um, I like to brag that we have the best community on the internet. Yes. Um, <laughs> because it's obviously true.
2: <laughs>
0: um and we we both really love hearing when you have moments where you realize, "Oh, this was a time when maybe in the past I would have been harder on myself, yes. and instead I gave myself a little bit of kindness, and what I a difference that makes." And I feel like we need all of that that we can get in this world. Yeah. Um, number three, the insight that you share with us that kind of piggybacks on the one I was just talking about. Number four, your good humor. You all are yes. hilarious. Yes. <laughs> um, number five, how you bring this work into your life and into your community. So I definitely never intended curvy yoga to live just with me or just with yeah. a couple people. Um, and the way that you each bring it into your personal practice, your family, if you're teaching, um, that's so inspiring. Yeah, it's good. Uh, number six, the ways that you grow what yoga and body acceptance mean in your own unique ways that we couldn't anticipate. You know, there's only yeah. so much that we're able to think through, anticipate, etc. without your feedback and without your practice. Mm, that's good um number seven how you take the work deeper kind of related to the one before you're finding all these new ways for it to show up uh number eight the kindness that you show us yeah so gracious and loving and we are very grateful for you yeah um number eight just being you (laughs) (laughs) everything that you bring and number nine being overall amazing and the very best community Actually, I think 11. that was number 10. I think I lost count somewhere. But anyway, That's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then my bonus Curvy Yoga gratitude is to you, Liz, for oh. just being with me and Curvy Yoga for so long over the years, being willing to shift into new roles, and always just being amazing at each of those roles. I feel really grateful that you're in my life. And I know I always say that we have a karmic connection sort of as a joke but i actually truly believe that
1: you yeah, know that's, that's that is factual yeah.
0: <laughs> it really is there's no other explanation really no thank god for barnes and
1: noble I know, it's so true um
0: if you don't know that's what originally brought us together but i think we shared it, that story on the i podcast think
1: i've talked recently. about it on several occasions yes. <laughs> Okay. So just as
0: a reminder, I mentioned earlier, we're going to be off for next week, but then we will be back the week after that. Yes. So to close out, let's take one breath together. We'll inhale and exhale. The light in me honors the light in you. Namaste.
1: Namaste.